Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from LCP Delta, the new energy experts. In the podcast, we'll be exploring how the energy transition is unfolding across Europe through conversations with guests from the leading edge of the transition. Hello, and welcome to the episode. Today, I'm talking with Christian Dielman, who's co-founder and managing director of TADO. Hello, Christian. Hi, John. Good to see you again. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. So, Christian, I'm guessing that most of our listeners, but probably not all of the listeners, all of our listeners will know Tado. Um, when you started back in 2011, I think I'd be fair in saying you were start. You started as a smart thermostat company. Would that be fair? Yes, it's actually. Um... True. At the very beginning, we were actually um, uh, calling ourselves um, a heating app because um, uh, we were really thinking about everything is moving into the cloud um, and our hardware device, we just positioned it as a connectivity kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, we realized if we name this whole thing smart thermostat and also at that time, kind of the category evolved in the US and so on. Um, we realized it's, it gets much more emotional and it's easier to sell. So um, uh, then we transitioned fairly soon into a smart thermostat um, category and uh, company. Okay. So that was uh, 11 years ago. I don't know whether that's flown by or feels like a lifetime, Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, how would you describe, can you give our listeners who don't know Tado a quick portrait of Tado today? Uh, how you describe yourself? how big you are, where you're active, for example. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, maybe to start with um, the importance of the heating sector. So um, actually about 30% of the world's energy is used for heating and cooling of buildings. So it's a mm. really a large consumer of energy. And also when you look into at a, at a building or a household in these buildings, um, uh, 79% of the energy is used for heating and cooling. So um, this is essentially um, why we said, hey, we need to enter the space and um, uh, that we can have like a really big impact towards um, making our energy system more sustainable. Mm-hmm. So um, we started producing these um, smart thermostats um, and um, related software applications and apps and intelligent algorithms to essentially improve efficiency and comfort at home. And um, yeah, at the beginning, um, 11 years ago, it was a very small company, just um, me and my co-founder, and then very soon, um, more and more people coming to it. And uh, yeah, by now we have um, sold over 3 million smart thermostats um, all across Europe and uh, are actually um, uh, one of the market leaders in, in this field. Um, and it did not stop at um, uh, selling smart thermostat solutions, but we are offering actually much more than that today. Okay. Well, we'll get on to what else you're doing beyond smart thermostats shortly. Um, If you go back to 2011, were you aiming for something in particular? Like if you'd wound forward 11 years to where you are today, Mm. uh, was that what you were aiming for? Or did you go into this not quite knowing where you'd end up? Was it a bit of a, well, we'll give it a go. We'll see where it goes. Or did you have a clear vision? Uh, we definitely had a very clear vision and we're still following this, um, uh, this vision. Mm. Um, we thought 
actually everything would go much faster. So um, when I look into our plans from 2011, we would reach um, the level where we are today actually um, uh, much earlier than uh, 2022. <laughs> right. Um, and what why is it taken longer? And I don't mean that in a bad way because, uh, you know, these things yeah. often take longer. But yeah. if you look back, what's maybe what's been harder than you mm -hmm. thought or what's caused it to take longer? And what other lessons have you really learned along the way if you had to pick two or three things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we started in 2011, we were really um, the pioneer in, in Europe of um, uh, bringing heating air conditioning systems online to, and to be able to um, control them via via apps. So mm -hmm. the category of smart thermostats um, uh, did not exist at that point in time. So, and um, what um, we underestimated is um, how hard it is to establish a new product category. So you were creating the market. You were not only developing your own business, sure. you were creating the market. Exactly, exactly. So the market back then was basically um, zero euro. Yeah? It was yeah. the price of zero, zero euro. So it was not existing. And we had to really establish um, uh, this, this market and this category. And um, this was um, um, a, lot of, a lot of work and a lot of sweat and tears went, uh, went into this exercise. Um, so um, I think this was um, uh, really the, the hardest piece. And what we also learned over the time that I think this holds true for, for many um, categories that if, um, if an adoption, let's say for a mass market solution, so and we have a mass market solution, if an adoption like reaches between 10, 15%, then actually the market really accelerates. Yeah. So, um, uh, if I, um, uh, or if I could give, uh, let's say, um, some tips and tricks to, to other people founding companies, if you enter a market, which is maybe at 10 or 15% adoption rate, this is actually the sweet spot. Of course, then it's also, um, tough from another perspective because then there were, are probably already some, some companies there. Yeah. So then it's a, then it's a market share battle as well as a, yeah. exactly. then you have yeah. very different challenges. Yep. But it's um, certainly also a challenge to when you're the first mover and yeah. you have to develop a market. Now, the Tado brand, I would say, is quite well known. You've uh, you've invested in the brand. Customers will know the brand. It's a it's a B two C brand. But you've also got other channels. You've mm -hmm. worked B two B two C. You've worked with energy retail partners. Mm -hmm. uh, you're on Amazon. You're Apple. Mm -hmm. um, work with Apple. So tell me a bit about the channels for those 3 million smart thermostats and how important developing your own brand was or is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at the very beginning, so in 2012, when we first started selling our products, um, we thought, hey, let's uh, directly work with uh, multiplicators, so with energy companies, with, with, with installers and so on. Mm -hmm. And we quickly found out that um, it's even harder um, uh, compared to building a category is to uh, really make um, B2B companies move in, in a new category, in a new yeah. sector. Yeah. So they're very skeptical and they um, uh, 
um, are very slow moving. So we quickly figured out that um, uh, we have to sell to customers, to consumers directly. So that was basically our first sales channel at, uh, at Tardo, which we, um, which we used and which was actually then surprisingly successful from, um, from, the, from the very start because there are people out there who want to um, reduce their energy expensive, uh, expenses and who are interested in, in digital solutions mm. um, uh, to manage their home heating. Um, uh, but the B2B channel back then was not yet right. So, um, uh, so, so that you, you had to take that market creation work into your own hands. Exactly. Um, and did you, did you and your co-founder have that marketing and, uh, brand and category creation skill set yourselves? Did you learn it? Did you yeah. bring it in? Yeah. Actually, a few months after founding the company, we brought in our um, uh, our third co-founder, Leopold. Yeah. And uh, he um, uh, worked for um, uh, uh, multiple rocket internet companies before, so also Groupon, so a lot of B2C companies and always acting as the marketing person. So we brought him in as our chief marketing officer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, together with him, um, we actually did this um, this this whole exercise of really um, uh, building the category, doing direct direct marketing, direct sales, and um, also following up on your earlier point. By now, it actually works with the multiplicators. So working yep. with large retail companies, working with large um, utility companies, where by now working um, with more than uh, or twelve of the top twenty largest utility companies across Europe. And, um, and now the category is ripe and um, it's actually growing um, very significantly, especially right now as energy prices are high. Mm. Um, uh, we're seeing um, uh, over 150% growth um, year over year um, for us as a company. Well, let's get on to the current energy crisis in a minute. But yeah, I want to just pull out, tease out one other lesson, uh, Christian, in terms of the looking back over the last 11 years, maybe a lesson, advice to someone who's starting off their journey, yeah. uh, something you look back or are pr really proud that you overcame, what would you pull out? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this is, um, I mean, what, I mean, the, the point I mentioned, creating a category is extremely hard. So you, um, if you start as an early mover, you really need, um, a big proportion of um, endurance. Yeah. So um, uh, you need to make you need to, you need to get ready for for um, a marathon rather than than a sprint. So I think when you enter, let's say, a market where market adoption is maybe at fifteen percent, I think then it's rather a sprint, and you yeah. um, I think you need a lot of money from from the start to really. Um, a sprint ahead of the competitors which are in the in the market so i think this is um this is something which i realized by now um maybe other people already knew before <laughs> yeah um and i probably also like how fast a category develops um is uh probably also different category by category and market by market so it's probably not yeah. like the one size fits all answer and solution here well, 
In terms of that category of smart thermostat, um, you have added more strings to your bow, to use an English uh, expression, over yeah. the last years. So you've now yeah. got uh, electronic TRVs, you've got air conditioning product, True. you bought an energy retailer. So yeah. do you still describe yourselves or your category of smart thermostats or how would you describe your category today yeah yeah so um i think right now we're rather in the um uh heating cooling management um mm -hmm. area so together also with our energy tariffs where um we're making use of um volatility of energy markets and um shifting loads into times of um, low energy prices and so on. So we're doing this now besides our proposition of reducing energy demand. Um, and um, so this is rather than the energy or heating cooling management side. And then going forward, we're transitioning our customer base, but also our product propositions into the um, home and building energy management space. So it's a clear journey which we're um which we're which we're taking and which we're also still having in front of us um to a large extent um and let's say we're somewhere at the middle right now yeah okay so that that home and building energy management that might include optimizing when an electric vehicle charges and that's a difference that's an add-on to sure. the heating and cooling part yeah exactly exactly and yeah. also even today um, half of our energy customers have electric vehicles at home. Um, half of them. Wow. So you've got a, you've not got a representative slice of the market. Then you've got a, a exactly slice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also a third have a um, PV system at home because we're mm -hmm. also offering a PV feed-in tariff, which is um, uh, right now six times more attractive than the um, what you are being paid by by the government as subsidies right now. So yeah. Um, Currently, we are paying um, 36 cents per kilowatt hour with our PV feed-in tariff, and the normal um, subsidy here in Germany is 6 cents per kilowatt hour. So yeah. it's uh, significantly about, above what you're what you're getting from um, uh, from the subsidies. And um, yeah, so I mean, with these propositions, we're really moving into this um, into more verticals in the um, uh, in the building or in the homes in terms of um, uh, energy assets. So um, right now, as, as I said earlier, we have um, uh, um, so, sold over 3 million smart thermostats. So we have millions of heating systems and air conditioning systems connected to a cloud, which we are managing in real time. Mm. Um, and um, uh, uh, now we're, we're moving into these new verticals, these new energy assets, which we um, also plan to um, to manage in terms of the shift efficiency, but also in terms of uh, load shifting and shifting um, the loads into times of better prices during the day. So what I think is fascinating about the energy sector at the moment is the way yeah. the lines between the different sectors are blurring. So True. it used to be quite clear. You were a smart thermostat company. You had... Uh, we have energy retailers who sold yeah. kilowatt hours and commodity. Um, now you're both, you're an energy management company and an energy retailer. You're partnering with energy retailers as a B2B2C channel. Energy retailers are 
some of them are developing their own solutions for energy management or working with other other companies so i think in many ways everyone is focusing on a similar end point mm-hmm. but coming mm-hmm. from very different starting points so what i'm like to ask you is about your skill sets you said yeah. at the beginning you said there were three things that you three you gave three examples of things you did apps mm-hmm. hardware and algorithms mm-hmm. um what are the are they are they the critical skill sets do you think that you're working on now and want to develop and will lead to your continued success yeah. are there other key skill sets or is it difficult to say because those lines are becoming so blurred between the different verticals? Yeah, so I mean, I think it comes, um, so maybe um, on one hand, to be a leader in the home energy management space, I think um, you need a few um, credentials. On one hand, you need to have access to um, the um, energy assets. So you need to be able to manage the energy assets. Yeah. This is this is one part. The second part, um, you need to have a very strong customer relationship. So really yeah. an interaction, like a really also billing relationship, a customer relationship. This is important. And then the third part, it's about having a um, a model um, a, um, a, which really can scale. So um, you need to get scale extremely fast. And if you have these three ingredients, um, extremely fast scale, scale, um, strong customer interaction and access to the energy assets, then you are becoming one of the, um, uh, few successful home energy management, um, companies across Europe. I think it's actually, um, pretty much also, um, to a certain extent, um, a winner takes it all game. Mm. Um, uh, there won't be too many of those, um, uh, platforms winning, um, the, um, the, the total race. Um, and, um, so who manages those, um, ingredients, which I just mentioned the best and the fastest, um, will be able to, um, to achieve this provision. Um, and besides being the home energy management platform ourselves, we're also working with a bunch of other partners in different models. So it's not that we're always at the, at the front of the customer, but we're also delivering um, parts of our solutions um, to others. Um, so we have a very modular um, approach and also offering. So therefore, I think we're open a little bit also to how the whole space is, um, is, um, is evolving and in the end, to achieve the energy transition in Europe, uh, I think really partnerships um, and collaboration is key um, mm. in, in multiple directions. And um, then I think the companies will, will evolve and um, some will um, come out um, maybe stronger and bigger and larger than others. But I think there's, there's a space for, for, um, for all of them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the whole landscape or the competitive landscape really will evolve. Um, um, yeah, it's hard, hard to predict, isn't last, it? Over the next uh, years. 
it's hard to predict because I think you could pick a few examples. You could pick Volkswagen with their brand Ellie, who's coming at it from the automotive OEM side with a particular sure. skill set. You could pick a incumbent energy retailer. You could pick a company like Octopus. You could pick there are loads of starting points and sure. the particular skill set. Those credentials, those three credentials you uh, you described, people will be stronger in different areas. Or of those credentials that the reach the energy assets, the customer relationship, yeah. and being able to scale really, really fast. Which one do you think will be your biggest challenge or which one of them keeps you awake at night most? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, what we, um, uh, I mean, I mentioned the three ingredients, mm. data access, scale, customer relationship. And um, we have all three of them right now um, really mastered in the heating air conditioning space. So yeah. I think across Europe, there's no one really who, who mastered it um, uh, uh, better in this in this space. Um, but now branching out into the new verticals like EV charging, solar PV, mm. um, and then also integration into the energy markets um, using really the, um, the volatility and so on. I mean, those, those are new fields um, and um, also quite a number of um, um, new areas and challenges which we are which we are having in front of us, and um, getting getting this right at the um, at the right um, um, point in time with the right speed, um, uh, etc. Also using the capital we have um, as wise as possible, mm. and this is to me also connected to to the right speed because when you're too early in the market. Um, Maybe you have spent too much energy, which brings me back to yeah. our original um, uh, story of um, starting of, um, of Tado. So I think really getting this um, this right here in terms of the next phase, um, branching out into the new areas at the right point in time, at the right speed, um, to really come out as um, as a winner and don't get get uh, get stuck somewhere somewhere in the middle. For example, because we have spent too much money too fast, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think this is this is really the the key challenge which we which we have in front of us, in, in my point of view. And that that point you mentioned integration into energy markets, I guess that's where you've grown organically pretty much. But is it Avatar, the energy mm -hmm. retailer? Um, exactly. That's your only acquisition, I think. So yeah. was that very selective to bring you that energy market integration expertise? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So they have been the, the pioneer here in the German-speaking countries for time of use tariffs. Yeah. Um, and they're still uh, in Germany, um, basically one out of two available um, uh, um, companies' propositions. So they're really good in in what they're doing. They um, managed to to build this um, at a um, at a profitable level. So it's um, I think it's an amazing achievement mm. of um, Simon Peter and uh, and the team here. What um, what they have built and um, now bringing those two worlds together. So access to the um, to the energy markets um, together with the um, the management and the automation of Tado of the of the energy systems in the background. Um, our combined proposition is just much stronger than yeah. 
our proposition or their proposition stand alone. So um, these synergies um, basically um, made perfect sense for, for the merging of the two companies or the acquisition of the company. Um, now, I said we'll come to the energy crisis. Keeping an eye on the clock, we're, we're running out of time. But very, very briefly, impact of the energy crisis on your business. Now, in some ways, it's challenging all of us. But in other ways, I'd imagine the focus on energy management has just shot through the roof. Are you seeing a big upturn in sales and interest? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, um, here this year, this, this heating season, um, we're up 153% compared to last heating season. Wow. So, um, a significant, um, uplift in, uh, in sales. The market demand is even, um, uh, yeah, at, at, at a similar level. So it's really, um, a strong market demand and driven mainly by, by the high energy prices. Yeah. So um, people are really concerned about their bill. And um, I mean, in most European countries, um, utilities are increasing uh, uh, the, um, the the price per kilowatt hour on a <laughs> fairly frequent basis, yeah. maybe maybe at least half year basis. So yeah. um, people really um, um, have fears about their about their energy bill. So they're trying to take action as much as they can. And yeah. um, uh, Tado is a great solution here. I mean, we're reducing energy, uh, energy consumption for our customers um, on average by 22%. Yeah, so um, I think it's, it's a, it's a great impact. opportunity for to help customers manage their bills and to empower them rather exactly. than for them to be passive uh, passengers on a, uh, a journey of rising bills. Um, okay, let's bring out the talking new energy crystal ball now. I'm going to set the dial to 2030. You've talked a bit, Christian, about the direction you're going in. We've talked a bit about the challenges, but let's wind forward eight years now. Give me an elevator pitch for Tado in 2030. Yeah. So, I mean, um, in short, I mean, we touched on it briefly already, but we want to be this um, digital layer, this digital glue um, between the different um, energy assets in the, um, in the homes and eventually also buildings. Um, which um, uh, are will be a key part of um, achieving the energy energy transition. So really, um, um, bringing the demand side and the distributed um, uh, solar energy production as in, into into the energy system, making them an integral part of the overall energy system, and therefore really um, helping the energy transition to to work out and. and um, Coming back to what you were saying earlier, that could be through Tado as a brand and having that customer relationship. It yeah. could be through partnerships with others that have the customer relationships. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And probably both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Christian, it's been fascinating insight into your journey, where you're at and where you're going. I, I really appreciate your openness in talking about some of the challenges and lessons you've learned. So thanks very much for that. Thanks, thanks for having me, John, today. It was, uh, I very much enjoyed it. It was a great conversation. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Likewise. And good luck meeting the demand in the current heating season. Let's get as many, <laughs> whether they're Tados or other ways to manage energy in homes, we need as much of it as we can get. Exactly. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and the conversation with Christian and look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode next week. 
thanks and goodbye. If you enjoy the podcast, then please rate it and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then you can keep in touch with us and look at our research insights, podcast transcripts and download reports all at www.lcpdelta.com. Thank you.